Hello, and welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. The Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who found that point in their lives to throw all caution aside and go for it. They gave themselves permission to be special and help those around them succeed as well. This podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to to grow their minds and their businesses. Power your advice at iris.xyz. I met up with Jen Connolly at the Market Council Summit last December, and this is that interview. Enjoy. Our next guest is Jen Connolly, founder of Jay Connolly. Now, the Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who are out there killing it. And our guest is absolutely killing it and has been for a while. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I believe that people don't understand PR. Can you help our audience get a better idea of what that means? Sure. And I think in today's world, they understand it even less. So I started the company in 2003, and primarily the work that we did was media relations focused. Fast forward, technology, changes in the world, social media platforms, influencers, marketing content, right? I can remember, and I always make myself laugh Laugh when I look back at the different trends, it went from media relations to thought leadership. I hate that word today, right? Every time anybody says I want to be a thought leader, I'm like, can we talk later? So I think today, PR and what we do is all about integrated communication strategy, marketing. So the lines have blurred. You know, public relations is really about managing perceptions and controlling the way your core target audiences look at you, view you, see you. And then there's a whole nother level of it that's about protection. You have to protect your brand. So if you don't have a PR strategy that would encompass social, digital, traditional, broadcast, online, SEO, you're failing, right? You have to think about it in a 360 way. So when I think about PR and I think about our company and its evolution, it, that is simply what has happened over the last almost 16 years. It will evolve as the world evolves and we will offer different communications and services and marketing support for our clients with the ultimate outcome of protecting their brand, helping them grow, helping them solve a problem. I hope that answered your question. It does answer my question, but it does give me another follow-up question, mm -hmm. which is, um, how do you help people figure that out? So, so do when people come to you and they want to be able to do everything that you just said, some people are are not in a position to have figured that out. What do you mind telling us a little bit about your process without giving sure. secrets off? No, 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 yeah, of course. And listen, I don't believe in that whole secret thing. I mean, great. if you're good at what you do, right? It's all about the execution. Absolutely. I think look, here for me, this is about outcomes. We have clients of all shapes, sizes. And by size, I could mean asset level. By size, I could mean revenue. By size, mm -hmm. I could mean people. We work with startups. Where we need to align is on the outcome. If we cannot get aligned with our client on the outcome, we cannot build a plan to get them there, okay. right? So that's how we really help people. We laser focus them in on their outcome. Once we understand their outcome, you know, some people will come to the table and say, I need to figure out social media. And then we dive in and we're like, look, social media is not for you right now, mm. right? We can't do that yet for you. It doesn't work with your budget. It doesn't work with your overall strategy. We need to do these seven things before. But I find 
that if you can align with your client on the outcome and know that the job that we're trying to do isn't about a specific campaign or a specific hit, it's about the outcome, mm -hmm. we're gonna be fine no okay. matter what. Because part of what we do and some of the greatest things that we have done for clients are when we've pivoted. Oh, wow. So it's having the foresight and understanding that everybody is connected to that outcome mm -hmm. and you will get to that outcome at all costs, mm -hmm. that's what makes it work. Okay, but the, I've seen many people have really unre unrealistic expectations of that outcome. In the financial services industry, what is a reasonable outcome for like advisors that are here today or can you help us with that? Sure, I mean it would be, and again, like unreasonable expectations of an agency is one thing, but they also have to have strategy in their business. So for example, an advisor could be really worried about succession, right? They're antiquated, they're outgrowing, they're not thinking about the next generation of people, how are they gonna relate to their clients' children, their, their clients' children's, or their clients' grandchildren, right? That's a real problem. Mm -hmm. How are they gonna connect in a digital world to millennials, to the next level of wealth, right? So if that's an outcome, we have to think through that and put together, work backwards, put together a strategy, figure out how step by step, right? That ladder comes into effect and you're climbing it one step at a time to try to get to that outcome, which is when we know we've succeeded is when they're getting their first millennial inquiry. Okay. You have an amazing team. Thank you. How did you do that? I mean, I think everybody who has an organization, even a, a hundredth your size, would love to have the people you've surrounded Thank yourself you. with. How have you done that so successfully? I have a very simple philosophy on life. And, you know, early in a process, let's just talk about talent and HR for a second. We interview for culture first, okay? Like, does this person fit with what we're trying to do? Is this person a good human? Does this person have the, the connection to our philosophy? Because uh, if that's all in play, then we can, we can get on and move on to the skill set and the fit, right? I can't teach somebody how to be a good person. I just can't. And I've accepted that. And I know that that'll never happen. And again, I'm not saying my philosophies are the right ones. But I think, I guess in this case, they're the right ones because mm -hmm. it's my company. Mm -hmm. But they're pretty simple. I mean, I believe in doing good to do well. I believe in treating everybody with respect. It's like that, you know, the golden rule you look at or you're taught when you're young. So that's worked for us. And again, we make tons of mistakes, believe me. I mean, we make mistakes, we learn from them, we've had a lot of failures, but we have a lot of amazing people. And Dana, literally one of my colleagues who's here and I just heard her say this, if it's a fit, it's a fit and you know it. It's like, you're kind of, there's no gray with us. Either you're all in, right? or you're just not gonna work out. And that's okay too, right? So we just try to be very upfront and honest from the beginning. What we expect, in turn, what we'll give. But again, it's that whole alignment, it's mm -hmm. outcome, you know? I mean, we've, I really worked hard with my team to build a culture and build an agency that operates in the world we live in today. Like nobody's punching a clock at our shop. I don't care whether my team is sitting on a beach fielding an email. I'm not making them come into the office the day after Thanksgiving just so they can pretend to look important or busy. I mean, you wouldn't believe it, but that exists in mm -hmm. agency. And for me, I'm like, look, I trust you. 
our ultimate outcome is our client. And I'm going to let you be the architect of your own work-life integration because that's what it is today. It is work-life integration. It is not work-life balance. That is the most bullshit phrase I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Excuse my language. No, no worries. So we're going to, this is a Permission to Succeed podcast and we want to find out about you. And I've known you for a long time. And to me, you've always been fearless. And you would think. Where did that come <laughs> from? Where did that come from? I think it's always been in my DNA. I think that it didn't work out so well for me when I was a kid and there were a lot of rules in my life. Um, but I think as I got older and had the business and became a mom, just kind of letting my gut and my heart and my soul and my head drive a little bit was super helpful for me to just kind of unleash Right. And allow myself to go after the things that I believed were going to make a difference in the world. But so, I didn't know. I didn't always have that, that fearless nature. And I will tell you, and you'll be surprised to learn this because, you know, I don't show it, but um, I am a very calculated risk taker. So even though it might look on the surface that I'm fearless, I do not take the risk unless I have looked at it six ways to Sunday. So that said, was there somebody along the way that you looked at and go, I want to be that, like that, or better than that? This is going to sound weird, but no. Yeah. Uh, I think my whole life I've been on a journey to just figure out who I am and who my best self is. Uh, have I admired people? Sure. Do I have amazing mentors? A thousand percent, but I'm not them. And I think that was a big shift for me. I'm 41. So early 30s, still trying to figure it out. And, you know, I was 27, 26 when I started the business. I didn't know anything, right? I mean, I just knew my craft. Um, but I tried to figure it out. I'm a total believer in learning and learning from your mistakes. Um, so just kind of went with that. But um, I think a lot of people have had amazing impact on my life, including my team. So it's a big world out there. Yep. And you're starting your business at 26. How much did fear play into this whole thing and overcoming fear so I think one skill that I have that I've realized now that I didn't know really what it was then and my mentor at the time did tell me this he said you're not afraid to fail you're afraid to succeed and I thought that was so interesting so because I don't get hung up on me like I am how do I put this I believe that my role on this planet and on this journey is to serve other people. Like, I just believe that. So I don't really get hung up on me. I'm not ego-driven. I don't get any... My validation does not come from ego. So I don't sit back and say, oh, I'm so successful. Uh, like, I don't, I don't even have that, that the thought does not come into my head. There are a lot of uh, <clears throat> thought leaders in our industry right now who say that you have, you know, everybody's got tapes sure. you know, that are running. Do you have any tapes that are running? You don't have to tell us what they are. But my question is, is how do you overcome those tapes? Do I have any tapes? Things that I think will hold me back, you're saying? Absolutely. And if the answer is no, that's even more fascinating. I've got like a hundred other questions to ask. No. Uh, I mean, the biggest tape for me, and this is probably, this is definitely not relevant to advisors, is am I being a good mom? Right? So 
am I able to do what I have to do in my professional life and be a good mom? And so I believe the answer is yes. I mean, obviously, again, I make mistakes all day long with those kids, but if there's one tape that runs, it's, it's that. Okay. That's, a, one, a magnificent tape to run. And two, we've interviewed a couple of people already who have said, my goal is to have my kids be proud of me like I'm proud of my dad. That's beautiful. I thought it was cool. So, or mom. <clears throat> or mom. That got me a little choked up, actually, because yeah, had a couple of neat things happen today. Let's talk about support. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just jump in there. Let's talk about support, because you do have such an amazing team. Thank but you. let's let's get outside of the team. Mm. What professional... You said you had mentors and stuff, but what other sort of professional support do you have that you are able to drive energy from? Professional support, like assistance, or...? I was leaving it wide open to see where you went, to be honest. I mean, look, I'm a doer, right? Mm -hmm. So do I have an assistant? Yes. Do I have people in the home? Like, I have a tutor for the kid. I'm not there. And by the way, they don't want me teaching them math. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, do I have support people I can lean on? Yes. I honestly draw a lot of energy from the clients that I work with and the clients that I serve. Okay. So I have been fortunate enough to work with some absolutely magnificent, amazing people. And I draw a lot of energy and the desire to be better. Uh, you know, you asked about tapes before. I mean, for me, like there's two philosophies, right? It's there's always a way. No is not an answer. And what did I learn? Like, how can I do better what I did today? Like, how can I add so much more value and have so much more impact for whatever it is I'm trying to serve that it's just, you know, beyond any expectation that could have ever been set. And for me, like that is where I draw energy and validation. What have you learned about yourself through this whole process of growing up until today? I'm calmer. Really? Are, are, are we like agreeing with me or no? I don't know. No? Well, I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> You're calmer. Um, no, I'm more, calmer's a bad word. I have more certainty in myself and my purpose. I'm very mindful of what my purpose is and I don't let anything distract me from that. So that, that was a moment for me of realizing like, oh, okay, I'm not questioning you know, look, you start to work with, let's just say, famous people, right? And you're like, wait, I have total imposter syndrome. Like, they want my advice? Yeah. I mean, seriously, right? Like, I remember having that. I mean, I still have that sometimes. Um, but I think I'm just more certain about my own path forward, my own journey, my own judgment, the work, right? And the way now I have, let's just say, almost 16 years, even in just this company, of a track record. And so I can, you know, rest on that in my own brain that I'm not going to fail and see again. It's like, you know, for me, um, I just, I want to succeed. Right. But I'm sure there's something in that little mind. Well, there's, it, it, it's the point where you give yourself permission to succeed, but it's a series of points because yeah. you have to keep doing it. Yes. You have to keep doing it over and over and over. I used to say that being in PR was very thankless. And now I see that in a completely different way. It's opportunistic. It's dynamic. There's always a way to do something bigger and better. And that's exciting for me. Okay. If you had one piece of advice, right? Because the goal of this podcast is to have young entrepreneurs listen to this and realize that they can give themselves permission to succeed. What would you tell them? 
listen to your heart and make sure that your heart and your soul and your mind and your gut is connected. Because I think people look at, you know, I always picture of the funniest images. I have picture of person like completely dissected, right? Because people spend their whole life trying to figure out how do I connect, right? And I think I was very fractured early on. And once I had that connection, I just gave myself the confidence to run and not let anybody stop me. Moreover, like not let anybody get in my way, but also, and I learned this from another mentor, like it is okay to fail. Mm -hmm. Failure and learning from the failure will take you into completely new heights you will be soaring at a different level. You will fail. And I, so I embrace the failure. I mean, I say that to my team too. I'm not upset about the failure. I'll be upset if you try to hide it, you know, but I mean like, I'm not upset to yeah. have a failure. Let's fix it. Cause maybe the second outcome is going to be way better than the first one ever even could. Right? So I think that's let yourself fail. Let yourself try new things. And I didn't know when I started the company that I was going to, it would be where it is today. Mm -hmm. I kind of just let that happen and really with a connected mind body allowed myself to just go. And with that, Jen, thank you very much for being on the Permission to Succeed podcast. Thank you so much thank for having me. Thank you so me. much. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you click that subscribing on button below. That way, when we get a guest like this, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know somebody who happens to be an entrepreneur, who really could use the advice that Jen Connolly just gave, please make sure that you click that share now button to make sure that this can go to other people because that's the goal is to help as many people as we can. So for Jen Connolly and for Iris and for everybody here where we're recording at the Market Council Summit, this is Matt Haller and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.